most people are under the impression that one day then they're gonna wind up having a great relationship with their wife. One day they're gonna find up going to the gym. One day they're gonna wake up early. One day I'll start eating healthy. One day I'll spend time with my kids. And one day is going by, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day. You built this thing this way. I think one of the biggest challenges people have is in life is everybody wants to be a millionaire doing the big thing, but nobody wants that in-between step. So what is the in-between step for you? He is an incredibly powerful and influential speaker. He is the expert on persuasion and influence. Michael Burnoff. Michael Burnoff. So Michael Burnoff. Please welcome Michael Burnoff. Prepare to have your mind blown. Michael Burnoff. All right, welcome to the Average Sucks Show. If you're watching this online on YouTube, make certain that you click the little subscribe button and hit the notifications. You can get access to our future shows. And I wanna welcome you to the Average Sucks community. That's what this is all about. I have a very, very, very special, special show here today. I have an incredible, incredible human being, a friend, a student that I've known for five or six years now. And Brent is an incredible, incredible human being. And you're gonna watch through, and he doesn't know exactly what we're gonna do yet. Uh, You're gonna watch through this show that this is all about how you go from where you are to where you want to go in life. And at every, you know, at every one on earth would take a look at this guy and go get a beautiful family. You've got your five kids. You've got a beautiful wife, a beautiful business. You're in the tech world. You're, you're an IP attorney. You've got a lot of great stuff going on, but you're still not where you want to be in life because there's always another level. And that's what average sucks is about. You're doing things great and you want to find the next level. So my man, Brent Hyatt is here today to talk to you about his life, what's going on and opened up to do some training to make your life better. So welcome, my man. Let's get rocking into this. Thank you. So what does an attorney have anything to do with uh, getting involved with personal development, deciding to want to do better? Because isn't the whole deal like you're an attorney, you're set, that's the job of a life. Yeah, I already know everything. Yeah, yeah. When when did you take call to action? Like April. Do you even remember it? Yeah. That is where it all begins, man. The one that where I got probably the most like the farthest, you know, uh, was probably that call to action that just got everything rolling. Isn't that crazy? So I think a lot of times it's just getting started for people. Let me ask you, like, did you think about our material? Like, did you just sign up immediately? Did your wife tell you how to do it? Like, no, no, no. She called me. He's like, Hey, what do you think? I mean, I was, I was a little bit, you know, resistant. Were you debating it? it? The reason I'm asking is I always want to know like what makes a person make that decision. Cause I was talking to Mike about this the other day, um, over here in AV and he basically, it's like enrolling in it. It's like the hardest part is actually making that first decision. So how did you get yourself to like make that decision? I realized that I, I didn't like where I was. Yeah, I get, I get that. But like, how did you go from like, I'm going to let somebody help me. You're stubborn. You know that. Yeah. You know, I I was trying it so much on my own and I, I I realized I, I'm I'm going to need help to get to the next level. Like it was, for, for me, that's that's really, at least what I remember, that's what it was. I was a little bit reticent to do it just because I'm like, this is what well, I knew once I started it, it was going to be very, very hard to stop where I was going with it from there. And I knew that I would probably wind up in a very different place than where I was and realizing oh. I actually hated where I was. So you were going to have to admit you're not where you want to be. Yeah. And you knew you were going to go somewhere else and that was scary. Yeah. So you're saying one of the reasons people resist personal development is they're going to wind up somewhere different. Yeah, it's 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 like going to the gym and actually doing the doing the the, the chest press and and feeling that pain as you're pushing it up and up and up and yep. and you know, if you're sitting on the couch feeling nice and comfy or relaxed, like even if you don't like it there, you know, it's I'll just I'll go to the gym tomorrow. You know, it's it, it's not a comfortable thing to to admit and 
And uh, I mean, I was in a I was in a good place. I had a decent paying job. I had a you know good good tech, you know good career going. Um, beautiful family. Had my own house. Did you really think that you were going to wind up somewhere different? Like that's really fascinating. Yeah, I think I did. I mean, I I've, I've like I said, I've been 15 years in startup companies. Yep. Um, I love being part of that world and, and being able to essentially be my own boss, be you know control my own destiny. Mm-hmm. And here I was stuck in a job where I didn't feel like I had any any control. Got it. So you knew that if you did this, you were going to wind up somewhere different. I was thinking that's that's one of people's resistance points from letting me help them. It's like they know they're going to wind up somewhere different, and they they feel like they're out of control. So you actually have to let go of control to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's fascinating. Yeah. It, it, it's extremely fascinating. I mean, looking back, I mean, where I am right now, you you nailed it. I, my family, my, my my life is amazing. Like I, I have my own business. My 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 place of business is where I wanted to be. It's across the street from the Mesa Public Library, so I'm, I'm loving. Like my kids can come and yeah. hang out in my office, and like I'm designing my life really the way that I actually want it to be. But where I where I was, I I just I don't know. I, even still thinking about it, like I had like so much anxiety and stress around that. And uh, feeling like I was never going to be able to get to the top, get to where I wanted to be, you know, career-wise. You know, my wife's always, she, she's amazing. You know, you, you know her. But in my career, I did not feel like I was going to be able to, to reach that same potential. So how do you, how do you actually uh, be a person that steps up and um, says, I want more? So... I've always wanted more. I, I was the guy who actually went to law school to not be an attorney. That's what I told all okay, my you classmates. Gotta, you got to explain that real okay. quick because you didn't say that in the pre-interview. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. So you went to law school right. to not be an attorney. Explain that real quick, and then we'll get into everything. So I've been in I've been in startup companies, technology based, for about 15 years. I got my start raising money, um, writing business plans. It was just a fascinating thing for me. So I I was a primary pitch man for a for a video game startup. What's a primary pitch man? Sounds like something I'd like to do. Well, I, I was the main guy who was actually pitching to uh, to to investors, angels, VCs. Got it. Okay, very good. So you started off doing that. You were doing that when you were going to school? No, this was before. This is what got me in, interested in in the uh, the startup the startup in law? law in the startup law. So were you in law at this point? No, but I was assisting a lot of general counsel. To I was doing investor relations. I was working in strategic partnerships. So I was involved in creating a lot of deals and structuring and just assisting with with that. And then when everything went to but when everything went down in the in the depression in the in the okay. recession, I went to law school kind of just to figure out what happened. Okay. But I knew that I wanted to to, to get back into working in the startup world, but being able to help them avoid. What do you like about the startup world? Is it what, what do you like about it? It's it's just it's vibrant. It, it there's so much possibility, and there's so many levels that they could get to. Being able to help people really achieve their dreams. That's really what I like. What what you do in helping people get to another level, that, that's what I like to do for businesses. Okay. Um, and uh, and really, their attorney, I know that it's, it's, it's not like a glamorous thing, like people don't like to give money to attorneys, but what we really sell more than anything else is clarity. We help people make good, de- good decisions, good choices, and, and really take their business to the next level. Got it. So, so what's next step? Like, what's next up? I'd love to help you today, and that's one of the reasons we're here. Like, we do, we have a, we do the show very differently. So we didn't trick you, but I brought you in for, I would call it free coaching. You know what I'm saying? And my desire is for you to walk out of here and our viewers watching this right now to recognize that the biggest challenge, I would say, in the world is accepting you're not where you want to be. You're an attorney. How many kids do you have now? Five. You have five kids. 
beautiful family. You have a great relationship. My wife and I were talking earlier. It's like you guys are just glowing. Plus, you're growing together. So you have every reason just to give up and be done. Does that make sense? And literally, you could just say, I got it. I'm just going to be an attorney. I'm going to make good money. I'll make my couple hundred thousand bucks a year down the road. I'll put away some money. Things will be good. Eventually, make a million bucks. You know, bring partners on, do my thing. And that's great. And I'll just go here. And then there's like, wait a second. I know that I'm capable of more. So accepting that you're not where you want to be. I want to give you a second to think about that right now because the second you do that, things start to change. I mean, that's what you did when I knew you mentioned you did solar earlier and now you're doing this. Really think about that. Is that something that you want to do? And then those of you at home watching this right now, if you are catching this on YouTube right now, take a second, hit subscribe, click the little notification button and make certain that you're getting access to this. And if you're on iTunes, make sure to subscribe and leave a review I can guarantee you something's gonna happen in the next 30 minutes where you're gonna to wanna to hear this one. One again, we don't know what's gonna happen because we haven't done it yet, right. but I'm certain something is gonna be. So let me ask you a question. Are you where you wanna be? No. Okay, um, is that okay? It's okay for now. Okay. Because it's okay for now because I've accepted that's where I, where I am and, and you know me already that I'm already yep. making moves. I'm, I'm, I'm yep. making some changes and, and really creating some plans that that should propel me to where uh-huh. I want to get to but I mean that's just in business there are there are levels of my health that I want to get to even levels in my relationship and you know you mentioned like why would I not quit and just like stay where I am like and really my family that is the reason why I I have five little kids there I have five that are six and under and and they deserve to have a role model in their life four boys you know that of, of a man who has actually gone after his dreams and, and achieved them and so that's uh that's that's really what drives me. Besides that, I mean, like being married to the woman that I'm married to, she's she, she's just too amazing for me not to not to be the best that I can be. I love it. I love it. So, what's the next step in life? So, the next step in life, the big steps are going to be probably revenue levels, but also um, process for my okay. business to be able to to. I've been a lot kind of stuck in my head in the business, working in the business, not as much on the business. I know that's that's kind of a Yeah, it's a, a it's old it's old school uh, e myth. Right, right. So okay, so um, processes, what would those do for you? The processes would free up a lot of my time so that I could do what I really want to do. Because no What do you really want to do? I want to be able to continue to, 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 to counsel with the companies. Being stuck and and just typing away like most attorneys, you know, tend to do and, and just billing, that's that's not really fun. That doesn't that's not fun for the clients. Okay. So I want you to imagine right now. Imagine right now you stop tomorrow and you stop billing and you moved over to do what you want to do. What would happen? Uh, just if what I, would if happen? I, if I, tomorrow if I stop billing, there would be no more no more billing and the business would fold. Okay, very good. So if you stop tomorrow billing, which means, for layman's terms, doing law work and charging for it, right, which most people pay, some don't, some do, and you want them to, right? Um, If you stop billing and you were doing, what is the other thing you want to do? Counsel. I want to be able to, to, to... To to really be like a, a member of the team, basically coaching coaching the companies and, and 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 helping them really achieve their dreams. Can you bill for that? Yeah, and I do to some degree, but there's still a lot of behind the scenes work and deliverables that has to get done. And then up until now, it's been which pays more, the billing as the attorney or the billing as the counsel? Uh, the done right, I think the billing as the counsel would. Interesting, because that's almost more like a coach. It's a figurehead. That's that's getting some bigwig to come, and that's Bezos helping you. You know, hey, I'm going to pay you a little bit. I want to build something like Amazon. I want you to come in and help me. Um, building someone as a counsel. So, what shows up when you think about that? Like when you think about making that move, what what do you feel in your body? Feels great. 
you know, it's what I would do if I was like completely retired is just sit there and, and, and counsel. With no, that's not my question. Okay. What do you feel in your body when you think about, I need to stop billing, I want to go do that? What does oh, it feel like when oh. you're not doing the thing you want to be doing? It sucks. You know, it, it feels like there's, there's, there's more that I want to do, but at the same time, I, I, feel, I can feel stuck at times where I'm just, I'm trapped because I, this still has to get done. You know, and and when you're in your own business, you know, without having that that ability to scale that that help, you know, you're you do everything what they call the chief bottle washer, right? Like you're yep. doing everything from the, the the big fun stuff, but also all the way down to making sure that the trash is emptied. You Got know? it. Now, how much do you enjoy that you get to do all that? All of the all of the empty the trashes. Get, and yeah. <laughs> well, think about it. You you have a business that you didn't exactly think through how you were gonna build it. We all deal with this as business owners. We, we build something we think is a really, really great idea for ourselves. You build this business, you build this idea, and you build this thing for yourself that, I, I said it at the event you were at the other day, I said, my friend Patrick said about the great people, great people don't do great things. Great people get around people that get great things done. So what would free up what it is that you wanna do? Because most people are under the impression that one day, then they're gonna wind up having a great relationship with their wife. One day, they're gonna find up going to the gym. One day, they're gonna wake up early. One day, you're gonna stop practicing law and you're gonna start counseling. One day, I'll start eating healthy. One day, I'll spend time with my kids. And one day is going by, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day. You built this thing this way. But what is next step in between? Because counsel's over here, what is the step in between? I think one of the biggest challenges people have is in life is they're not willing to take the in-between step. Everybody wants to be a multimillionaire. Nobody wants to make $325,000 a year. They don't recognize that $28,000 a month is a ton of money for most people. 28 grand a month, you can live pretty well for most people. Most people on earth, even in New York City, you could live a decent life on 28,000 bucks a month. In Arizona, no problem at all. Everybody wants to be a millionaire doing the big thing, but nobody wants that in-between step. So what is the in-between step for you? Because I can guarantee most places in life, that is the part where you created the transition for yourself. Like if you think about how you went from, you mentioned earlier that you're working with a solar company, then you went to law school, and then you're doing this. There's always an in-between step on the way we're going, but most people don't build it into their plan. So I feel like I'm, I'm in the middle of it right now, hiring some additional talent that, that's going to be able to help me uh, disengage a little bit from the day to day. Um, but also, and some of the stuff that we actually got last weekend at the event we were, we were talking about, um, trying to build in some additional, um, some, some, some efficiencies into my business. Okay. And so that's, that's really where we are. But you know, what you mentioned right there, like the in-between step of you know, the $28,000 a month, that's, that's really where I, I, I could see getting there. That, that's my goal for this year is to get to the in-between step. Got it. So do you look at it as in-between step or do you look at it as the end result? I look at it as the in-between step. Okay. Like my, my, my end result goal is to, to really have like this vibrant community of entrepreneurs that we're able to help and be a lot more active. Great. That's the vision down the road. But the question is, where it is that you, where is it that you want to go in between? And this is the part most people don't. So when you think about that, does that inspire you? The in-between? Yeah. Now really think about it. Does it inspire you or just something you have to do? It makes me excited to feel like the plan would be working. I get it. But to answer the question, is that really what you want or is it just on the way? Like, well, it's kind of like this. Does, you're going to lose 50 pounds. Let's say you got to lose 50 pounds. Does anybody want to lose oh, 10 yeah, pounds? No, that's uncomfortable. It's, yeah. Do you want to lose 10 pounds? I want to, I want to lose more than 10 pounds. No, but what I'm saying is if you want to lose 50 pounds, yeah. does anybody want to just lose 10 and keep it off for a year? No. Now, let me ask you, why not? Is 10 loft better than 50? 
think of what you're saying in your head. And I just want to break you through this. There is a mentality that human beings have where it's like all or nothing. And I'm not okay with on the way. I, I think I am okay with on the way. But I'm going to ask the question. If you lose 10 pounds, but you didn't lose 50 and you only kept 10 pounds off for a year, is that good? It is good. But does it feel good? No. That's the thing I'm looking for. So the, the logic of it is, yeah, you should have an attorney because um, it's easier to pay us up front than it is to pay for a problem later. Logic. Yeah. Emotionally, nobody wants to cut that check. Logically, it is the smartest move in the world. Look at everything I've got. Notice our stuff. Is it a good idea? You see anything, tell me, and, and we'll fix it, right? Like, we know this, right? Well, it's interesting. It's like hiring an attorney is that in-between step that a lot of, a lot of my clients have to take. Yep. Yeah, and they don't enjoy it. Now, why do they not enjoy it? Because it isn't the answer, it's a step. It's just getting organized, right? They just, the they just want the outcome. They want the outcome of the actual attorney stuff or do they want the outcome of the, the 50 pounds lost? The, the problem being fixed, they just want it to be done. Got it. So my question is, if you were to lose 10 pounds on your way to losing 50, not you don't lose, you lose 50, it won't even, you wouldn't see you anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? But if a person needs to lose 50 pounds, they lose 10 for the next year, my question for that is why are they unhappy? And why would you not be satisfied fully by getting partially where you want to go? Probably because I know there's another level. I still would feel like I'm playing not to the, to the full extent of what, my, what I'm capable of. Okay, what if I told you you never will? That makes me sad. Why's that? That, I don't know, that, that, that's, that's a downer. <laughs> now, is it a downer or is it that there's always another level? So, there's always another level. So let me ask you a question. Yeah, you're getting this now. What'd you just get? I, I got that. There's always going to be another level. I'm going to die, and there's, there could have been another level, but I need to be able to be happy with the progress along the way or, or be comfortable and, and satisfied in some way, shape, or form. So if you want to speed this up right now, we got to get good at getting where we're going. So my question is, what is your next step? What is it you want? What can I help you with? Shoot it out. I'm here to help. What would you like help with? Doors open. Free coaching. You just gotta help them at the same time. Yeah, following through with what I say I'm gonna do. Okay, very good. So name me, a, name me something you're having a challenge following through on. Just, just sometimes following up with uh, contacts that I meet. Um, or, yeah, I mean, feeling, feeling overwhelmed and so things get left off that, that should have been done and by the time I get well, to them. Well, let's pick one of these two okay. things. So is it feeling overwhelmed or follow through? Feeling overwhelmed. Okay, very good. So um, what are you overwhelmed about? Just so much that okay doing the making sure that the processes do get do happen that the that the day-to-day -day follow-ups do get made that the emails do go out so it's back to the follow-up again yeah it's, it, okay give me an example of one of these that happens okay so <clears throat> client comes in uh we we get them engaged we we, we uh, pitch man comes out pitch man comes out do really really well they're they're very excited about everything that we're going to be able to do for them um i might have some challenge with my, my, my team a little bit, trying to make sure that, that the steps get done and being able to trust them to, to, to follow through. Sometimes the ball gets dropped and, and I have to do it all myself. And so like where I'm expecting myself to be working on one thing, now I'm back over here working on what should have been able to be handled by somebody else. Okay, so you got a few things you're saying to me right now. Trusting people, yeah. hiring the appropriate people to work with, yes. that, that's a challenge. We all deal with that here in this world and you physically following through and getting things done. You're throwing a lot of things at me at once. No wonder you're overwhelmed. You're giving me three or four problems at once. So let's narrow this down to one specific thing. Where, where, what can I help you with? Trusting people. Trusting people, okay. So um, how do you know when it's okay to trust people? It's tough when it's attorney or an attorney. I mean, you're told not to trust people. Everybody's out to get you. You gotta have your blinders on all the time. How do you know it's time to trust somebody? 
if you were to answer that question, not the answer you got from church as a kid, not the answer your parents told you, how do you personally, Brent, know it's time to trust people? It almost feels like there's no other choice. Like if I, if I don't. Well, what I'm saying is how do you know it's time? They've shown me that, that, they're, that they're worth trusting or I've, I've been able to. How much time has to go by? Um, none. No time has to go by. I mean, they just might have been able to accomplish something that I asked them to do. Okay, so when somebody does something that you ask them to do, you can trust them? To an, to an extent. Okay, good. So, but, but talk to me about that, because a lot of people deal with this. So, y- y- I, I, you ask me to do something, I do it, now you trust me? I trust you with something that's up to that level. Okay, but what about when you ask me to do the next thing? Then, then I, I may not trust you yet. <laughs> okay, so if you needed to trust somebody, what would be the benefit of just trusting somebody could do something? Assuming they could actually do it, um, it would it would be a lot more freedom. Is it trusting them they'll get it done or trusting they know how to do it? Trusting that they know how to do it. Okay. So why would you ask somebody to do something that you don't know whether they can do it or not? I, I shouldn't. Okay. So how much do you trust your own judgment? Pretty well. Okay. So you, you, you trust your own judgment. You give something to somebody to do, right? Right. And you ask them to do it and then they don't do it. Is it trusting them or is it setting appropriate expectations? Setting appropriate expectations. How can somebody, you trust somebody when you set a set of rules, like I need you to get this done by blank, you didn't explain all the details to them and you didn't communicate it fully to them and they don't deliver you what you needed, but they couldn't read what's inside of your head. Yeah. So my question is, is it expectation related or is it trust related? It's probably expectation related. Okay, so how clear are you on expectations of people? You wanna talk about processes and businesses. I mean, how clear are you on like what it looks like when it's done? How clear are you on, you know, um, here's what I'm looking for. How clear are you on, on your clarity with somebody? So if you want people, you can know whether you can trust someone or not if you're super clear and they repeated it back to you super clear and they got it and you got it and then it still doesn't get done. Well, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, right. But my question is, so if you were to explain to me the assignment, give me how you deliver that assignment. I'm gonna see if I can add a few words <laughs> that can help you out. So don't, don't try to make this perfect. Do this like oh, no. with somebody through one of your groups, because this is big for everybody watching. And think about this right now while you're watching this at home, your office, whatever it is that you're doing. Think about this in your life. How many people in your life that you've either felt left down by or you felt that they have not followed through on what they said or you just feel like you can't trust people and you haven't really thought about how to set appropriate expectations for people because that's the part of business. I mean, that's what they talk about in the, in the e-myth and everything. That's all expectations. That's all math. Yeah. People trust the stock market when your money goes up. When it doesn't go up, they don't trust it. Nobody ever said it was going to permanently go up. Right. But it's all based on expectations. So walk me through what you typically would do. For real. Like not. Yeah, no. no so I, I, if I was to give you an assignment and. Um, Let me be a person. Give me an Okay. Name. Yeah, sure. Um, Michael. Yep, I'll be Michael. <laughs> okay. Michael, I have a, have a project I'd like you to do. Um, is this how, how I've done it in the past or how I should? I want how you've done it in the past. Done it in the past. This is not a time for you to be an idealist. This right. is time for us right. to recognize right. and build a pattern. Okay. So, you know. I, <laughs> this is terrible because I'm, as I'm saying it, I realize it's terrible to, to say it this way. Um, you know, I, I have, I have a project for you, you know, what is it? I, I want to give you, okay. So basically it's doing a little mar- bit of market research so that we can work on some communication that we can have go out. Um, really, I just like to, to have you, this is something. You see the problem? Yes, I do. What's I'd the like problem? To, I'd like to have you get on, get on some websites, check out some things, uh, really just kind of go wherever, wherever you it nat- takes you. Do you naturally trust people? Maybe I trust them too much, but I don't give them enough. There's a difference in believe in people and trust people. Yeah. 
Do you believe in people or do you trust people? I believe in people. I believe in people too. I look at everyone and think they're totally possible. But do you realize when you give them an assignment like that, it validates your need that you don't really trust them? Yeah. You believe in them, but you trust you trust the idea that they're not going to be able to follow through. Right. So you give them an assignment in a way that they can fail. Yes. And that they have failed spectacularly. To validate your belief that you can't trust them to do it and you could do it better yourself. So how much do you believe that you could do better yourself? How deep is that belief in your life? <sighs> That, that I that I'm that you do it better yourself. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Pretty deep. Where'd you learn that from? Probably my dad. Your dad? What's he like? He's a physician. He's a doctor. Probably did it well himself, right? You probably don't want to leave your mom up. To, is your, was your mom a physician too? My mom's an RN. Okay, so she you could trust her, right? Person, yeah. Okay, medical. Okay, so your dad always said, um, "Get it done yourself." Mm-hmm. So the problem is with a belief of there's a contrary belief you're going right now. I want to do it myself. You're seeing this whole thing go down, right? Yeah. This is like this is amazing. This is. Like, this is for me too. You're here to help me, right? This, this, this is great. And everybody else watching. So, so basically what you're saying is you have a belief that you believe in people and you see the best in them. Right. But you could do it better yourself. Yes. Like I believe in you, but I'll do it better. Uh huh. And you don't mean that negatively. It's just, you just never took a time to rewrite that. Right. So the fact that you can do it better, which means they're not going to do it as good as you. Right. So in order to make certain they don't do it as good as you, you leave things off. Like when you need it done by, what color you want it in, what type of font you want used, how it needs to get done and what to do. Time, yeah, time to come back with, you know, for checkups and, and you know, specific topics and specific. So they're guaranteed to fail. Yeah. And you get to be right that you could do it better yourself. That, that sounds awful. No, but who else does that? Everybody watching this, everybody, I mean, this, how many people do this? We all, we all do this as, as people and we don't mean to, especially entrepreneurs, because what are entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs should be called like, entrepreneurs should be like code for, I'm going to do everything myself and nobody can do it as good as me. Yeah. .com. Yeah. I mean, that should be literally the entire thing. And I do the same thing. I get it. We all do this. But what I'm recognizing from this is you've got this belief inside of you that you can do it better yourself and you want them to do it. So how do we swap that? So if you believed in people and do you trust that you could explain it in a way that they can get it? Yeah. Question is, if you trusted you, you also might have the ability to be wrong. So what if you found out you were wrong? How does that feel to be wrong? It's a little embarrassing. Okay. So what if you were wrong? And this is one thing most people don't want to admit that they're wrong. What if you were wrong that you are not the best at getting it done? That somebody could get better? What if you allowed yourself to be wrong? Then I got to find that person and get them to do it. <laughs> okay, that's good. But let me ask you. If you let yourself be wrong, you can find that person. Yes. If you do not allow yourself to be wrong, you cannot find that person. You'll be the most frustrated entrepreneur. I was in a mastermind recently and the guy's like, hey, you know the same person that's having trouble hiring people had trouble 10 years ago because they believe that they can't. So what is your belief around being wrong? It's a great, this is really great stuff. I mean, this is, this is huge because if you allow yourself, I've never said this in my life, but if you allowed yourself to be wrong, what does that open up for you? It's an interesting word. Wrong is the incorrect, inaccurate. Right, right. What space does that open for you if you allowed yourself to be inaccurate? And dude, I don't let my, I don't allow my, I don't like to be wrong either. I was gonna say it's it's tough as an attorney because it's like opens you up for malpractice and you know you're. I'm not talking about that wrong. I'm talking in here. What if you? We're not talking about as an attorney. What if you were incorrect, incorrect about certain things the way you looked at people? Then there could be lots of other things that I'm that I'm also wrong about, and it would open up a. It opened up, you know, potentially a, a lot of things that I could potentially reframe, rewrite. 
isn't the whole business about reframing your identity inside of this business instead of being the biller, being the consultant? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Rewriting, yeah, reframing my identity as to what I, what I, what I am and what, what they are to me. So what if you're incorrect right now that you have to do what you're doing? I'm not saying you don't. I'm not right. recommending you shift. But what if you were incorrect right now? What if you could fire, hire somebody and they're fire, maybe fire, but maybe if you could hire somebody to, to do what you're doing. What if you're good at, we're good at teaching people how to be better than you. What if you allowed people to be better than you? That, that would, that would feel amazing. I would be, I would be able to spend more time doing what I want to do. And what's that? Get going after experiences. Like I love to travel. I love to spend time with my kids. I love sports. Um, get back to my 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 playing weight when I was playing basketball. Okay. Do you still play? I haven't in a bit. Okay. When are you gonna start again? Soon. Soon. Okay. You've told yourself you can't right now. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what if you're incorrect about that too? Yeah. Okay. So um, here here's my question. These are the things you want to do, but what if the only thing stopping in your way is that you're incorrect? What if you were just incorrect? So as an attorney, it's hard to want to be incorrect. But what would we call this process? So if we were to like patent this process called the uh, the incorrect process, I mean, how, what would we do with this? What kind of what kind of legal work could we do around this? How many people know I'm incorrect? <laughs> What's that? How many people know that I'm wrong? I guess it just needs to be you. You're not. You're actually funny. Is you're not even wrong. Right. You could be incorrect about certain things. Okay. What's the benefit about being incorrect? The benefit. We're not talking about professionally right now. Right. 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 Means I can make a new choice. I can make a new decision. I can go down a different path. I can explore options that that were you know heretofore unknown to me. How many options do you have if you're correct? Just the the one path that I've already chosen to go down, which you're already doing, correct? And you know what this path gets you? It gets me a lot of stress. And no, it gets you what you currently have, which is a great life. But you said you want to get to the next step. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So we need to do something a little bit different. So where do we pull? What do we do? It's like we're, we're like I feel like I know when attorneys do. They get together with other attorneys and they talk with other attorneys and they talk with other attorneys because you guys do all day. Mm-hmm. You find out what everybody else is up to. Nobody knows that about attorneys. You guys talk to other attorneys, don't we you? Do. Figure out strategies and ideas and different things. Yeah. Yeah. So you as an attorney, you're talking to different people. And in yourself, if you were to talk to yourself and just say, hey, <laughs> what is another avenue that I can take for this? Well, one of the avenues you can look at is asking yourself how accurate you are on this. What if you were inaccurate right now about this one little area? And, and basically saying that I, 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 I can be good at, or, or, or people can be good or at better than me at, at whatever it is I do. How hard would it be to develop that belief? Because I know how difficult that is. Spend a whole long period of your life looking at it that way. Yeah. What would be the benefit of believing that they could do that? It means I could actually enroll people in doing those those things that I want them to do, and 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 really get get clarity around my business and uh, and around my life. I mean, this I, I know you know. Let's go to your life. This is this is actually like huge for just my you know in terms of like expectations with my my relationships. Yep. Um, Let's go over there right now. Okay. Explain that to me. Well, since since it, since it brought up, actually, when we were talking about it, it actually kind of triggered another conversation. Yeah, work is like the wife. cover the cover story right, for this, right? Right. But uh, you know, where where my wife and I were talking about how we need to have adequate expectations of each other when there when there are certain things, and and sometimes one or the other, we just want the other to automatically know, you know, because we. Yeah. We've been together so long. You should know. We spent all day together. Yeah, you should know that already. Yep. Don't you get it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. And I, I have been very guilty about not setting clear expectations. So, okay. So, what's a clear expectation you want to set for yourself? And this isn't goals, expectations. 
I want to be able to expect that expect myself to make good decisions. Um, What's your definition of a good decision? I guess that's that, that might be a little too broad, but basically expect myself not to make poor decisions. Okay, how would you know you made a poor one? That it that it essentially set off a an outcome that I wasn't hoping for. Okay. So how how much do you let yourself screw up? What's your relationship with screwing up? Oh, I hate it. Yeah, me too. Everybody hates it, but how necessary is it? It absolutely is necessary. I mean, you need you need the the, the context of where you failed to be able to succeed. I'm yeah. So years ago, I couldn't figure out why we weren't growing, and then I recognized like we had um, business was going well. We were growing like like a like an e bond back in the day, like five six percent, ten percent. We were growing, growing. It was getting better, but wasn't taking these big leaps. And I recognized that we had like ninety nine percent of the people that would watch something like this, listen to us, work with us. They loved us, and there was a very very small few that didn't. I could live with if we had five hundred people at an event, nine people had some dissatisfaction and most of it was in their own life. And that was like such a tiny number, who cares? What I started to realize is if we start talking to 5,000 people, we have, what is that wind up being 10 times, we wind up having 90 upset people. We work with 50,000 people, we have 900 upset people. What if I can't get to them all and the ones being like 10,000 upset people? And a lot of times we don't recognize that with the challenge also offers a bigger upside for ourselves. So the more we allow ourselves to swing the bat, fail, have challenges or have things not work out offers more opportunity to create more solutions for our life. So your relationship with failure, relationship with not doing a great job, how does that impact? How does it impact you negatively? I think it's where a lot of my anxiety comes in. Uh, what, what, when I do get anxious, it's, it's this idea that can you show me what anxious looks like? <laughs> show me what it looks like. Show me real quick. Come on. I want to okay, see it. I don't know right. how to, I don't know how to do all it. Right. Um, it's just a, it's a tenseness, just kind of a tenseness. Can you do it? Body. I mean, I can tense up my just entire do body. It. Yeah, do it. I don't really feel anxious right now. Yeah. Though. Okay. Good. All right. Good. So yeah. you don't know how to do it on demand. You just right. do it. You're, it just happens sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's usually when I have that overwhelming feeling, which you could still be incorrect about. Right. What, yes. Yeah, you're right. Ah, interesting. Okay, very good. All right, so um, so back to uh, back to your relationship with failure. Okay. Did the solar thing fail? No, no. I mean, the company's still going great. Um, I, you know, I might have uh, had some failure in some of my relationships. There are definitely things that I would have done a lot differently if I if I had that to do over again. But at the same time, I'm very grateful that it put me in a spot to do what I'm doing now, which is, you know, trying to design the life that I actually want. Okay. So if somebody needed to fail tomorrow, what would they have to do? They'd have to have an outcome and, and not get it. It's interesting. I used to think my definition of failure used to be that too. I used to think not follow through on my desk upstairs. I have 7,000 things that I'm not going to get through today. Okay. I failed 7,000 times just by waking up this morning to get that. I do. Okay. So my other question for you is that is how I failed. And then I realized that to succeed, I had to go lose the 50 pounds, make $10 zillion, save the planet, free the whales, make basset hounds fly. Do you know what I'm saying? I had to do all these crazy things that are impossible all at once, right? And then I succeed. But I recognize failure, I think, is one of those things that a lot of times we don't recognize is failure doesn't mean not following through. Failure means um, a lot of times giving up. So if you put a timeline on success, then you can fail. But if you're not putting a timeline on it, I don't think you're failing. I think you're doing things that aren't working. Yeah. That doesn't mean you have to stop. So how can I help you? If we had 10 minutes left and I could help you, what would you want help with? 
Because I don't think any of this is very helpful. Okay. I'm just kidding. It's, it, we've got a lot of stuff out of this so far. I think being helping me to be more comfortable with uh, with what failure is, or 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 I guess just re reframe it. Okay. So what would you like failure to be? If I needed you to fail this year, what would have to happen? I'd have to give up. Okay, very good. That sounds really good. But if you needed to fail, like when's the last time you felt failure? Felt failure? Yeah. Yesterday. Okay, how'd you fail yesterday? Just feeling about that hiring the right person or, or doing the right things. Uh, just feeling like I'm like I I failed in in some of that my relationships with some of the people that that I work with. Okay, so what were your expectations with that scenario? They they weren't clear at all. Okay, let's get clear on expectations. So what if failures only had to do with expectations? So back during night and momentum, I always share that failure is you know repeatedly, habitually, and consistently not doing what you can over long periods of time. Does that make sense? And forgetting how easy to succeed by just doing one thing. So basically, a lot of things have to occur in order to fail. I make it that way. So if you set expectations, what are your expectations? for hiring and finding people. What are realistic, real expectations? A realistic expectation. What is your 10 pound version, not the 50? Would be finding somebody and, and me being clear in, in, what, in what I want them to do and kind of work up from there. What if you find somebody that it's a next step for them and it's a next step for you, but it's not the do all end all person? Got it. Yeah. How does that change things? Because I guarantee you've never looked at it that way. No, that would. You're be looking the, to marry the person. I don't mean physically marry intimately. Yeah. I'm looking. You're looking to marry them into your company. Like this is going to be the one. Yeah. What if? How could you pick the ideal person you need for the ideal company you have when you don't have the ideal company right now? What if the person you're going to bring in is only going to be with you for eight to fifteen months? And then they're going to go and do something different. I wouldn't have such high expectations of that person. Okay. So what if you had appropriate expectations? Yeah that this person's gonna assist you at this stage in your business, and if they wind up growing, they can stay. That's, that feels better. How does that change things? It lessens the anxiety and stress around it, just this feeling like I've gotta do, I've gotta pick the right person. Um, I mean, I've gone through several people at, at a certain position, and, and uh, each successive time, I've kind of felt worse about my ability to make decisions and choosing the wrong person. It would it would free myself up to okay. not have to worry about that decision and can and can and I don't have to look so far so far ahead. What if you said the person I'm bringing on, and you could get really good at hiring. I mean, people can get really really good at this, but you have not mastered this yet. Yeah. What if step one to lose the ten pounds? And this is just crazy. What I'm going to say, I've never said it in my life was. And what I mean by the ten pounds is just just right. moving moving the needle. You're gonna put everyone on a 90 day probation to see if they're any good. You're gonna bring them in for 90 days. You're gonna believe in people that they possibly could be good. But after 90 days, if they step up and choose to be good, you can have the next conversation with them. Yeah. How does that change things? <laughs> it's almost like uh, rather than having like a 30 year mortgage, like saying this is only gonna be for like a, a year and then we can renegotiate it. It's a, it, it's a hotel, you're renting, it's a yeah. hotel room. You're, yeah. not, you're not getting a 30 year it's mortgage. try before you buy it type of yeah. feeling. What if you told them that and you told you that and say, and you really meant it? Look, we'd love to have you long term, but we wanna do 90 days, see what you got. I believe in you. If you believe in you and you do what needs to get done and you ask us, we'll see if this works. Yeah, I can see, yeah, that would be. How does that change everything if you build it into the culture of your company? I think it would it would make everybody work a little bit harder and, and, and kind of come together a little bit more. How much does everyone in the company know really where you want to go? 
Up until this last weekend, not very much. Okay, you learned that while we were at the event. That while we were at the event. The vision. Yeah. So if you shared the vision with the company and said, look, as we bring people on, this is our company, we're gonna grow. If you fit, you stay. If you don't, you don't. And we are gonna bring people on with 90-day trials and we're gonna only bring on the best people we can find. But we're gonna give everyone a 90-day trial and if after two years, you're not part of what we're doing or the vision changes, you gotta be open to that. So how can you expect them to do something when they don't know where they're going? So taking responsibility for the vision of the company. And number two, taking responsibility for the expectations of yourself saying, you know what, um, I can't guess whether this person's gonna be great or not 90 days from now. They don't even know if they want to, they don't even know if they want to do it or not right. when you first hire them. What if you were to look at that? How, how would that change everything? It's like dating. Do you guys get married immediately? When did you guys get married? Uh, it took us about, it was a year and some change. Okay, well, the first date, instantly, we're getting married? No. Dated? Yeah. Okay, hung out for a bit, got to know each other, learned quirks and all kinds of stuff, right? Yep. How is this any different? It's not. It shouldn't be. But we think it's different. It it's all relationships. Yeah. So we set expectations. What are you catching on to right now? I need to be a lot more, one, I need to be a lot more forgiving with myself. Um... It's okay for me to fail, not not even fail. It's okay to, to to adjust my expectations depending on the circumstance. Yeah, and that I need to set just as clear of expectations with the people that I work with. Yes, you need to set it with the people that are currently there and the people you're bringing on. We'd love to have you permanently. Um, tell you it's 90 days. You got to. We, we believe in you. We're hiring you because we like you. Yeah. But you got to show us everything you got for these first 90 days, and we only expect you to grow. If you're not willing to keep on growing, you will not have a place here. Yeah. Which companies do you admire? The way they're built. The the Apple is a is a big one. How clear are their expectations? Extremely. Okay. So my question is you don't need to go get a big document made. First thing you need to change is with yourself. Yeah. Your expectations are is nobody's gonna get it in ninety days. But in ninety days we can see what they can do. Yeah. And in ninety days, am I willing to invest time in this person to help them get it? And if you're not, well then you they're gonna fail right off the bat. I love that. I love that. I mean, it goes back to what we were earlier talking about. It's it's setting up for the medium term, like rather than going after yep. the, the 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 big goal and vision, because that's just just flat out not attainable. You don't need to build your company two point You need to build your company one point one. Yeah. You build one point one. We can build one point two. We can build one point three. I'd love you to hit a home run and build five point Of course, but but that stabilize. Let's next level this thing. Yeah. So how do you feel the expectations are going to help you with the overwhelm? That's one word I like. I kept out here in my mind was the word overwhelm. How does this help you with the overwhelm? The overwhelm comes because there's so many things to do all the time. Okay. What are your expectations around those things? There's just one word I'm handing yeah, you today, no, expectations. There are expectations with deadlines and, and, and certain levels of, of, of accountability and, and, and workmanship that needs to be that need to be done around them. Um, it allows me, it should allow me to put them into place, like rather than having all of it all at once, being able to prioritize and, and and uh, kind of put them in their proper place. So I appreciate that, attorney. But um, Mr. Attorney, attorney, attorney voice, right? Yeah. Overwhelm. Got it. How's it impacting you? There's a heck of a lot of stuff that I probably don't even need to do. Yeah, so what is your expectation around that? How long have you needed to be perfect? Too long. How good are you at procrastinating? Very good. Very good. What are some things that would be a good idea that you procrastinated on that it's time for you to start procrastinating on? Doing everything, being perfect. <laughs> Can you put that off for a little while? Yeah. 
You're good at procrastinating, right? Yeah. So what if you're procrastinating on being perfect? Put that off for a little bit. Instead of trying to be perfect, how about you get a, a more effective than you currently are? Remember this 10 pound thing? Yeah. You just get a little bit farther down the line. So what are your expectations for you for getting things done in a day or a week? It's a really cool app called Commit to Three. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. It is basically the three most important things you need to get done today. And that's it. It is not three things you were gonna do anyways. It's the three big things. Create the hiring doc. Um, write the meet, write the vision plan for the company. Put up a Facebook ad. Does that make sense? Yeah. Stuff that's big, not do my billing. Right. Not meet with Jim, the, not meet with Jim over the new IP stuff. Right. The benefit of that is if you could get yourself to do three major things every day, you're eventually gonna lose those 10 pounds. Oh yeah. Eventually lose 10 or 15 pounds. What if you were to get the three, what are the three biggest things you've got to get done today? There are a couple people that I've been putting off reaching out to. Yep. That could turn into to some, some great opportunities. Um, starting to work on the firm marketing okay. and actually starting the process for the, yep. for, for building that out. And, um, so the cool thing about the app is your partners get on it and uh, you have like to get it done by the end of the day and each of you have three things, three different things and you have to, you actually, you get one done and they all three get a notice that you got one done and then they want to get one done. It's right. really motivating. Right. Oh yeah. Super cool. Those are three big things. Mm -hmm. So if you got those three done, would you feel great? Oh yeah. So that's a set of expectations. Yeah. You do not communicate with yourself and go, here are the three that I have to get done. Everything else is gravy. Yeah. Here's the three I have to get done. Everything else is gravy. Here's the two I have to get done. Everything else is gravy. Here's the one I have to get done. Everything else is gravy. You want overwhelm to go away? You just have to look at these things, set expectations for yourself to work. I would say it's one huge word is expectations. And I think all business owners, um, that's the biggest thing. So your biggest takeaway from all this today? Expectations. I need to set them. I need to be clear about them. With who? With myself. What's your expectation with yourself? My expectation with myself is that I'm going to be better at communicating with other people. Okay. That, that of what my expectations are for that relationship. Very good. And what about with yourself? That it's okay to fail. It's okay to not be perfect. Is it failure or just like, I, I, is, it, is it failure or I just, I'm choosing not to get that done today? I can, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm choosing not to get that. Wow, that's, that. Ah, that's I got great. you. That's I got great. you. Hopefully oh, wow. you got that that's on great. camera. That's great. See that face? And I, I got you. I got it, yeah. Yeah, you got it. What'd you get? Yeah, that I'm, that, I'm deciding what I get done today and what I don't get done today. If I put it till tomorrow, then I'm taking responsibility for it. And how much confidence is that built? It feels great. Wow, that that it, it feels different. And like rather than something that's completely outside of my control, it's something that I've chosen. I'm going to choose the three things to do, and if I don't do it, I chose not to do it. I like it. I'd live with that. So procrastination is one of those things people deal with. And if you're watching this at home, at the office or whatever, I have a really, really cool 30 minute video I wanna share with you on procrastination. It's really powerful. I'll, I'll get you the link to this as well. So go to theaveragesuckshow.com and you get access to the training immediately. And if you're on the page, you're watching this online, you're already on the page, you can click the little button down below, we'll access the training immediately. So procrastination is something, you and I are not the only ones that deal with it, the world deals with it. So I wanna thank you for, for being on the show today. And my expectation is not only gonna lose the five or 10 pounds. Yep. You're going to make your life easier. You're going to start choosing more often. And um, this is a big thing. I mean, you really got to patent this inside of yourself. You have to build a process for this for you. You know, you love tech companies. You've got to work on the tech 
inside of here to make a big difference. So um, appreciate you all being on the show. Make certain to check out the community we have online, the Average Sucks community on Facebook. Make sure to check that out. Invite your friends and family. Most importantly, we're a group of people that want to make a difference in the world. And man, I am so proud of you. Five years ago, you were not the same human being. No. And I'm excited to see so many other people change from what it is we learn. And comment, share what you learned from this. And uh, thank you, my friend. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us for The Average Sucks Show. And the big question people ask is like, Michael, what is next? And the answer is simple. Get Average Sucks, my brand new book. And the reason why I want you to have this is if there's things you want in your life and for some reason you've said to yourself, why am I holding back? Why am I not getting what I want? I know I'm capable of more. This book answers all of that and more. So go to averagesucks.com. Check out all the other stuff on the page. Got a bunch of bonuses for you. Get the book, read the book. And most importantly, follow the instructions. They're very simple. You'll finish this little book in, uh, in a couple hours. Real easy to read. And it's going to start showing you how to get more of what you want in this world. So averagesucks.com and catch us on the next Average Sucks Show.